Hello everyone, we're in Mark's Gospel again today and this is part 15 of What is Your Story? Mark chapter 6 verses 31 to 44. Jesus said unto the apostles, Come yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. And they departed into that desert place by ship privately. And the people saw them departing and many knew him and ran on foot there out of all cities, and outwent them, and came together unto him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people, and was moved with compassion toward them, because they were as sheep, <clears throat> not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away, that they may go into the country round about and into the villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. Jesus answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they said unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred pennyworth of bread and give them to eat? And he said unto them, How many loaves have you? Go and see. <clears throat> when they knew, they said, Five and two fishes. And Jesus commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and brake the loaves and gave them to, the, to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments and of the fishes. And they that did eat of the loaves were about five thousand men. So, this enormous crowd came looking for Jesus. <clears throat> the reason being, of course, that they'd seen and heard about the miracles he'd done on the diseased. They would have totaled, I guess, around ten to fifteen thousand as Matthew says in his gospel, there were 5,000 men besides women and children. There are lots of things in this story that we could hone in on, but I want us today to bring our focus on one of those children that's mentioned. Isn't it lovely that, as we saw in the last message, a little girl was raised to life from her deathbed in chapter 5. And now, in chapter 6, we're looking at a little boy who gave his lunch to Jesus and it fed over 10,000 people. You see, God is interested in us all, but for many reasons he has a special interest in children. One being because of their trusting nature, their simplicity and their straightforwardness about everything. It reminds me of one or two of the things that Jesus said about them. When children were brought to him on one occasion for him to bless them, the disciples rebuked those that brought them. But Jesus said, Suffer or permit the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. He also said on another occasion, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of God. You see, a little tr child trusts. 
their parents, those that are looking after them. And it's that trust, that simple confidence, that simple faith, that simple trust in him that God is looking for in your heart and mind today. John in his gospel recording this story and what happened tells us some really important detail about the source of the five loaves and two fishes and what those items actually were. This is what he says. One of Jesus' disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto Jesus, There is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fishes. And then he says, but what are they among so many? I want you to notice a lad. Literally the word is a little boy, a child. And again, five barley loaves. Now the barley harvest was the poor man's harvest, not like the wheat harvest. And it says also two small fishes. Literally a relish, a condiment, a side dish if you like rather than a substantial meal. I find it utterly amazing and wonderful that the Lord used the youngest, the weakest, the smallest, the feeblest, the poorest, the most insignificant, in order to bring about the greatest blessing to so many. And I want to tell you, he still does that. Remember he used a little Jewish slave girl, a housemaid, to bring the message of healing from leprosy to Naaman, the captain of the Syrian army. Remember he used the, so to say, runt of the family, the youngest, the least, who was mocked by his brothers because he was out on the hillside looking after sheep, to become the greatest king of Israel, David by name. Remember he used a humble, uneducated fisherman, who had failed him, had failed the Lord so many, in so many ways and denied him out of fear to become the instrument used to bring 3,000 souls to Christ on the day of Pentecost. And we could quote so many examples of this kind of thing. However, returning to this little boy, I believe he must have overheard Jesus say to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? And he'd probably also heard Philip's reply. 200 penny worth of bread wouldn't even be sufficient to give everyone just a little. I wonder what he must have thought when he heard that conversation. I think he decided not to approach Philip, as he would have expected to be mocked and laughed at. So in all his simplicity of faith, no doubt having heard from others, possibly his parents, about the miracles Jesus had performed, And because of who Jesus was and who he claimed to be, the little lad told Andrew that he wanted to give what he had to Jesus. Well, Andrew went and told Jesus, but also added, but what are five loaves and two fishes among so many people? Almost adding, it's ridiculous. All I can say is shame on them both. Here were two men who had been with the Lord, heard his word, seen his power, and yet they failed to see beyond the physical and the natural. But hallelujah, praise the Lord for this little boy's faith, real faith, 
Faith in Action. Amongst that vast crowd of people that day, besides the Lord Jesus, of course, himself, this little boy became the most significant person there. I'd like to remind you of something Scripture says. Not many wise after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty, and the base things of the world, and things which are despised has God chosen, yes, and things which are not, <clears throat> to bring to nothing things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. What a reward that boy will receive in a coming day. But what a joy he must have had that day as Jesus accepted his little lunch. Just think for a moment the excitement and unimaginable joy that must have flooded into his heart and mind as he watched what Jesus did with what he had given. Because the scripture says Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven, blessed the loaves and the fishes. Jesus actually gave thanks to his God and Father for this gift given by this little boy. Then those hands that had healed the sick and raised the dead took his lunch, broke the loaves into pieces and distributed the pieces with the fish to the disciples and they in turn distributed them to this massive crowd of people who had the best meal ever and were totally satisfied. And then as he continued watching and partaking himself, no doubt, of that lunch, that he far more and far more scrumptious than he'd actually given, Jesus took the disciple, told the disciples to collect all the fragments, which amounted to 12 baskets full, and nothing was wasted. Incidentally, I believe that those 12 baskets full were for the 12 disciples for their service in distributing the food. You see, God is no man's debtor. Whatever we do for him, he will give us an abundance in return. <clears throat> this little lad must have been overwhelmed with happiness to think that he could do something that both pleased the Lord Jesus and that met the need of the moment in the most wonderful of ways. When I think of what God in his grace and goodness has given me, I feel ashamed of how little I've given back to him. It was King David that said, Who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come from you and of your own have we given you. This story is so beautiful. Jesus turned the smallest thing given by the smallest child into something so vast, something that blessed such a great amount of people, and it has been recorded in God's holy word. It has also been remembered for 2,000 years, and I believe will be remembered for eternity. Possibly in the next few weeks, we'll be singing carols, and one of those carols is entitled In the Bleak Midwinter, the last verse goes like this. What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. 
Yet what I give, what I can, I give him. Give him my heart. I have to say, I owe my Saviour everything I am and everything I have. And he is worthy to receive it all and much more because he gave himself for me. The Son of God loved me and gave himself on Calvary for me. Have you got a story to tell? Or maybe you've not yet given him your heart. Well, today is the day God has extended to you in order for you to do just that. Give him your heart. God bless his word to you.